Some say we're a comedy podcast. Some call us edutainment. But today, we're a self-help and relationship advice podcast. Hello, my name is Nick Amell, and I'm the host of the Tennis Podcast. Hello, I'm Brandon, the blindsided sidekick host of the Tennis Podcast. Explain why you're blindsided. Because uh, I didn't know we were giving relationship advice today. That's the whole point of the show. One of us brings a top 10 list. The other does not know what it is until I tell them. And uh, Brandon, would you say Tennis Podcast is um, qualified to give uh, life advice, relationship advice, self-help advice? No. Should I change our podcast category on Apple Podcast? No, we're totally unqualified, but that has never stopped us. <laughs> okay. Today... We're talking about the top 10 leading causes of divorce Uh in the United States. There's 10 different things? Yeah. I mean, some of them are kind of related, but we're going to put a positive spin on this because I also have advice for a long and prosperous marriage. Just like Brandon and I have a podcast marriage here and some of the stuff we can also take to heart, Brandon. Right. I'm looking at the authority on marriage and divorce, which is marriage.com. And they are reviewing a study from the Austin Institute for the Study of Family and Culture, which is using data from 4,000 divorced adults who were surveyed and asked what was the top reason for your divorce. Now, obviously, as we all know, divorce is usually, I mean, it is sometimes, but it's usually not any one thing. It's usually a culmination of things. So, this is a ranking on the top thing, the number one contributor to their divorce. Okay. It is US-based, but this, all, this is all very human stuff that could apply to anybody, probably. Brandon, what's your experience with divorce? I'm not divorced, and my mm-hmm. parents didn't get divorced. Same. I don't have a lot of direct hands-on experience. Same here. I'm also not divorced. My parents are not divorced. We're divorced newbies, but we're going to get through it together. But probably a lot of our listeners are either divorced or their parents are divorced or they know someone that's divorced. Divorce has touched their lives and that's because approximately 50% of marriages in the US end in divorce. Half of marriages end in divorce. The other half end in death. (laughs) You either get divorced or death, but you're never happy until death do us part. Never. And according to the statistics, couples usually divorce in the first seven years of marriage. But what's interesting is uh, studies show if you get past that seven-year point and you survive, then marital satisfaction gradually increases beyond their 10th anniversary. Is that where the seven-year itch saying comes from? I don't know. I thought it had something to do with getting horny. (laughs) Yeah. Do you get itchy when you're horny, Brandon? When people are horny, one of the euphemisms is like, you know, they've got an itch. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe it's used in that way, but when I hear he's got an itch, to me, that means like he's got a hankering. He's got a, he's got a, you know. Need. Ah, fuck it. He's horny. Yeah. Yeah. He's horny. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of horny, let's just throw this one up there. I'm going to guess that a uh, affair is number uh, three on the list. You are so off. It's embarrassing. Oh. And I'm embarrassed to have you as a sidekick host. It's number five. Oh. Not even close to number three. Number five is infidelity or extramarital affair, which according to the 4,000 adults surveyed, so 40% of divorces are a result of affairs. Brandon, what can you tell us about affairs? Extramarital <laughs> affairs. 
on those uh those primetime murder shows they're usually what precedes getting murdered by somebody yeah by your spouse first you have the affair then your spouse murders you and then 48 hours mystery comes and does a special on you yeah and what did you skip something there when when do they eat the body at some point in there everybody does yeah I have the, you know, 40% of divorces are because of infidelity, just higher than I thought. Yeah. How about you? Does that seem high? Yeah, I would have guessed like, yeah, like 25%. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people have infidelity or extramarital affair and then end up staying together, you know? Not everyone divorces because of that. So, we'll right. never know. Well, in Seinfeld, uh, the Cheever letters. Oh, is that Susan's dad? Susan's dad had a, a long time affair with a with a guy. Oh baby. Did the, they stay parent, together? Yeah, they stayed together. Did they find out about the letters? Yeah, Brandon, why is this your go-to example of an extramarital affair of everything in the world? Uh, cuz we were just talking about <laughs> Seinfeld. I know. A week but ago. Anyway, we're not talking about Seinfeld, we're talking about infidelity. What that is, when one person goes outside the relationship to get their needs met, their itch scratched, you might say. Mm-hmm. Whether it is physical or sexual, what does that even mean? This can doom a relationship. Well, those were the same thing. Yeah. It is very difficult to get trust back once a partner feels betrayed. These notes I'm reading uh, verbatim from marriage.com. Anger and resentment are common underlying reasons for cheating, along with differences in sexual appetite and lack of emotional intimacy. I've always hated the phrase sexual appetite. It makes me think you're eating each other and shit. Uh, well, I mean, sometimes. Did you see that shit with Army Hammer? Yeah. The actor? He's a naughty boy. Yeah, give the listeners at home, the folks at home, a quick rundown. From what I've seen on social media, actor Army Hammer, what's the biggest thing Army Hammer was in? So, the first thing I recognized him from was he played the Winklevoss twins in The Social Network. Yeah, he was also the Lone Ranger. Yeah, with Johnny Depp, the Lone Ranger. He's been anyway, in other stuff too. He's been like abusing women and has like a sex dungeon. And it, uh, he, oh, I haven't he, heard about the sex dungeon. But he's into like non-consensual abuse type stuff and also talks about wanting to cannibalize women. He, he seems to have some sort of cannibal fetish. One woman said, I mean, this is fucking depressing. I know people don't come here to be depressed, but fuck it. Here we are. One of his ex-girlfriends said that he had suggested to her, and not in a joking way, that he sh- she should get her lower rib removed so he could eat it. You can't eat a rib. Oh, like he would eat the meat of the rib? I mean, Brandon, what, do you want to call him up and ask? Do you have his number? He's a Hollywood actor. He's also a moron. <laughs> yeah. And as we know from our psychopath episode, if you're successful and or in Hollywood, you're a psychopath. You're pure evil. Yeah. So anyway, infidelity often begins as seemingly innocent friendship or cannibalism, says cheating expert Ruth Houston. It starts as an emotional affair, which later becomes a physical affair. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right to you? Does that sound off base? That's how it usually goes in like those uh, like Lifetime movies. Mm -hmm. You know, two people start volunteering together and then like their hands hands brush up against each other's hands as they're passing a basket of fruit for homeless people. And then 
something happens and they start humping on this pile of fruit. <laughs> In my mind, affairs happen at food warehouses. Or farmer's markets out yeah. in the public. Those like heat body map things where like you can scan a human and it'll show you where the heat is inside the human. Right. When their hands brushed walking by that fruit right in their loins area, fucking pelvic regions were fucking red hot right then. Turned That's when they knew. pinkish purple. That's when they knew they needed a physical or sexual relationship. Okay, so we got infidelity at number five. What's your next guess? What about money problems? Now, how would Michael Scott phrase that problem? Mo money, mo problems? That's right. Number four is trouble with finances. Or as I like to call it, mo money, mo problem. Counts for 41% of divorces and according to divorce statistics, the quote, final straw reason for divorce more often than not, is a lack of compatibility in the financial arena. Everything from different spending habits and financial goals to one spouse making considerably more than the other, causing a power struggle, this sounds like a fucking like storyline on a soap opera, causing a power struggle can strain a marriage to the breaking point. Also, differences in how much money each partner brings into the marriage can lead to power plays between a couple. So, like, manipulative sounding, huh? Yeah. <laughs> We don't, I don't, yeah, we don't, <laughs> I don't, hold on, let me. What are you trying stop, to say? Stop stuttering here for a second. Uh, I feel like you have to be in, one of you has to be in a pretty good financial situation for you to have the power struggle. The power struggle. I mean, it's a real thing, I guess, but. Uh, the level of salary of, of my salary and my uh, wife's salary, host. there's no big power struggles. Money really touches everything. It impacts people's lives, said Emmett Burns, brand marketing director for SunTrust, (laughs) who's fucking... (laughs) Yeah, thank you, fucking (laughs) economic genius. (laughs) It's not mentioned here in writing, but I have to assume that money as it relates, finances as it relates to uh, babies, parenting, parenthood. It's got to be included in this. Yeah, well, uh, according to him, it fucking touches everything. <laughs> of course. I mean, it does touch everything. Does it touch your toenails? Is there any money as it relates to your toenails, Brandon? I got to keep, uh, keep myself equipped with Nail toenail clippers. care apparatus. Mm-hmm. Apparati. That, sure. that shit doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Emmett Burns, brand marketing director for SunTrust, also listener of the show. Do you have any other guesses or are you tapped out? Are you done already? Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking here. How about, um, I mean, this isn't a fun one. What about abuse? Yeah. Physical and emotional abuse. Just to clarify, did you say it is extremely fun or, or not fun? I'm going to make our official tennis podcast stance mm-hmm. on physical on, and wait, emotion- wait, wait, wait. Let me grab a pen and paper so I can write this down. I don't want to forget it. Our official stance on abuse is that we are against it. Against abuse, yes. Yeah. All kinds of abuse. It is number 10 here. It accounts for over 23% of divorces, which is too high, way too high. So wait, it's number 10, but it accounts for 23%? I think it's 23% of people said physical and emotional abuse played a role in their divorce. Okay. It's not like, okay. You so can I have may more... have misspoke earlier. Yeah, you can have more than one. Okay, you can have more than one of these. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay. My bad. So, I only have one note here. 
and it's from marriage.com. It says, it doesn't always stem from the abuser being a, quote, bad person. Deep emotional issues are usually to blame. I wonder if fucking SunTrust marketing director said that line, too. Regardless of the reason, no one should tolerate abuse and must remove yourself from the re- relationship because safety is important. I don't like all that responsibility put on the person being abused. All that person to remove, your, per, remove yourself. No, no, yes, I'm with you, you Definitely take care of yourself, remove yourself, but it makes it sound Easier said like, than done sometimes. It makes it sound like they're putting themselves there on purpose. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I just copy-pasted that, but I, I'm um, with yeah, you I now know. that I read it. I know, it's, but I'll fucking stab you if you suggest otherwise. Abuse is a, you know, what are we going to say about abuse, right? But That's not good. Don't do it. It comes in all forms, physical and emotional. A lot of people don't even realize they're being, they're a victim of abuse. They go their whole life being abused and would never categorize it that way. I don't think this is abuse, but this is something I like to do to uh, just mess with my wife. Um, every once in a while, I'll just pick a day and I'll stare, like anytime I talk to her, instead of staring at her eyes, I'll look six inches to the right of her eyes mm-hmm. until it drives her crazy. That's abuse. Well, then I stop doing it. When she says, hey, why are you doing that? Brooke, if you're listening, remove yourself from the relationship. She never does that back to you? No, she's not a trickster. (laughs) Or a psychopath, yeah. I think a lot of our listeners would agree, I think 10 out of 10 listeners would agree, that I'm the victim of emotional bullying and abuse from... If you're about to say me... I won't name names, but... (laughs) Well, okay. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. All right, that's 10. Don't abuse people, especially your spouse. Uh, what about addiction? Is that one of the reasons? It's not listed here in the top 10. Um, I mean, this would be another sad one, but is infertility listed? No, there is something sexual related though in here. Oh, impotence. I mean, no, but I think you're sniffing in the right arena here. It's it's lack of intimacy, which could be any number of things, right? I think impotence would be part of that. Lack of intimacy, not a problem with our relationship, Brandon. It is a problem for a lot of people. It's number eight on the top 10. Sexual intimacy, not feeling connected to your partner can quickly ruin a marriage because it leaves couples feeling as though they're living with a stranger or more like roommates than spouses. This can be from a lack of physical or emotional intimacy and isn't always about sex. I said it was sex a minute ago. I guess it's not always sex. If you are constantly giving your spouse the cold shoulder... Know that it can become the ground for divorce over time. You gotta cuddle. Gotta cuddle. Cuddling's important, as is rubbing on the dick and the jiny. Often couples struggle with different sex drives and different sexual appetites. Army Hammer talking to you. (laughs) This can really plague a couple as they try to get their needs met. In addition, at different stages of life, our sexual needs can change, which can lead to feelings of confusion and rejection. And this stood out to me for the broader observation. Uh, you know, marriage is a funny thing, or it's, a, it's crazy that anybody really stays married when you think about it, because the idea that so many people, every person changes, right? Yeah. Um, emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever, but like, and to stay compatible with someone for your whole life when you're both changing all the time, and then you have, sometimes you have kids that are also changing constantly. There's so many variables. So, I don't know. Just saying. It's a fucking tricky algebra equation. <laughs> so far, I'm, I'm managing. 
Making your relationship intimate and special is the responsibility of both partners. Practice little acts of kindness, appreciation, and enjoy physical intimacy as much as possible to sweeten your relationship. And they just say it like you can just turn it on, like it's a switch you flip on. Yeah. Not always that easy. No. Yeah. But her advice made it sound like you're just going to hop and skip, like, into the kitchen and, like, goose somebody on the ass and <laughs> everything's going to be hunky-dory. Stop short with them. Yeah. Also, uh, it's not like someone's reading this advice, because this is an advice blog, basically, that I was mm-hmm. pulling this from. It's not like someone's going to read this and be like, oh, I never thought about being intimate more. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know who's going to read this and be like, okay. I guess it could awaken some people and be like, you know, maybe I am being... So it's like the same people who are like, wait a second, smoking's bad for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, hmm. before you give another guess, mm-hmm. let's do a quick segue, side, sidebar actually. Talk about the countries with the highest divorce rates. Where would you guess the US is? Mm, probably high. I'm guessing high. It's high, but it's not in the top 10. It's like number... T- 12 or 13-ish. I would guess that uh, Europe has the highest rates, like European countries. Seven of the top nine are European countries. Yeah. Uh, We got Luxembourg at number one. 65% of marriages in Luxembourg. They just don't get it. Is it Borg or Berg? They had a divorce. Luxembourg, yeah. Yeah, well, it's spelled like Borg. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. Uh, so, one is Luxembourg, two, Portugal, three, Spain, four, Finland, five, Cuba, six, Belgium, seven, Russia, eight, France, nine, Sweden. In the U.S., 45% of marriages end in divorce. And the, the lowest rate of divorce I saw, uh, so remember, Luxembourg at number one for high is 65%. U.S. is at 45%. It's got to be like Saudi Arabia. Vietnam. Oh, really? 7%. 7% in Vietnam. I wonder what's going on over there. I don't know, but 7% is, I don't know, it just doesn't sound... The fudge in the numbers. Yeah. Some other divorce stats for you, because I know the world can't get enough of divorce stats. A study in 2007 showed that individuals with a college degree are 10% more likely to stay together than those who don't. And I was actually surprised by that, because I thought if you have a college degree, that might be an indicator that you are more entrepreneurial you're more driven, you know, you might get bored or feel weighed down sometimes, but no, they're, they're more likely to stay together than the, than the rednecks out there listening to us. They wised up. Hey, it's Brandon, and this month only, April 2021, get a full month free on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash tennispod to sign up. It takes less than two minutes. You pay for your first month during sign up, but you receive a 100% full refund within 24 hours of signing up. You sign up now and you get early and ad-free access to our main weekly episodes like this one you're listening to right now. And that's something you can gloat about to your friends and loved ones. You can even listen to those ad-free episodes right here on your favorite podcast app with no additional apps or tools needed. Also, Patreon members get exclusive access to at least one bonus episode per month, sometimes more, like this month where we have two Patreon-only bonus episodes, World Monkey News, and a deep dive into QAnon. Plus, you get free merch and swag and more. Sign up now at patreon.com slash tennispod, that's one zero I-S-H-P-O-D. Again, it's super easy to sign up takes less time than it does to spell patreon.com slash tennis pod 
it starts at $2 a month. And if you sign up by April 30th, your first month will be 100% free. All right, so you got 10, abuse, eight, lack of intimacy, five, infidelity, four, trouble with finances. Um, is there one that's just general, like irreconcilable differences? Or do these all kind of fall under that? Yeah, you'd be a little more specific. Okay. How about not getting along with other family members? That's a good one, um, but it's not on here. I think number three could include that. Number three is just constant arguing. Oh, well, I mean, you could constantly argue about any of these things, but I mean, you could also constantly argue about none of these things that are problems too. So, yeah, yeah I get or it. Or family and friends, yeah. Constant arguing was listed by 58% of divorcees uh, from bickering about chores to arguing about the goddamn kids. Incessant arguing kills many relationships. Couples who seem to keep having the same argument over and over again do so because they feel they're not being heard or appreciated. Many find it hard to see the other person's point of view, which leads to a lot of arguments without ever coming to a resolution. So thank you, marriage.com, for just... <laughs> for saying the fucking what's reality. Yeah. Constant arguing, don't do it. But I mean, it happens, right? Especially in the last year, everybody who has observed some amount of quarantining has been up in their family members' faces for days and days and days and days and days, and days on end. And somebody's always fucking standing right where you need to be in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you just have to have an argument about it. And to be depressing again for a minute. Who, who knew an episode on divorce would get depressing? It's weird, right? Some of our listeners can probably relate to this, but, you know, think of the last year of, you know, many places are actively quarantining. Um, what if you're in an abusive relationship? Now you're stuck. Yeah, it was a fucking long year. Yeah. Or what if you, maybe you're not in an abusive relationship, but you fucking argue with your significant other constantly and now you're living with them 24-7. Uh, and now you have to work in the same room remotely and you might have two or three kids living in that room with you. Like, it's too much. Gotta go crazy, kill them all. Well, fuck. You could just bury a hole outside and then put yourself inside of it as well. <laughs> bury me <laughs> you can quarantine in that hole but yeah it's been a rough year uh for marriages i wonder um you know i was uh i don't remember I was talking to somebody about how you know years from now there's gonna be all these studies done about the year in quarantine we're gonna have more sociopaths coming out of schools than ever before because kids need human interaction we're gonna have more divorces we're gonna have more career changes uh technology adaptation whatever. You know, the advancement of internet speeds to suit remote work, like all these really big and small kind of uh, side effects of the quarantine, good and bad. Yes, true that. Yeah. And uh, increases in tennis podcast listenership, which is, is a fact. So, thank you. Do you have any other guesses? I sure hope so, because you're missing five. What about differences over the thermostat setting? <laughs> that's, that's number one, right? Is there any couple in the world, married or otherwise, that agrees on the thermostat setting? I mean, I feel like one is always compromising. 
There needs to be something in between 68 and 69 degrees. Well, you can come over here. I'll show you what's between 68 and 69. Am I right? Book. Let me think here. Okay. There is something semi-related to that. Not 69, but the thermostat. And 69, maybe. Like different ideas of like how to mm-hmm. run a household? I'll take that. Seven is unrealistic expectations. So, you know, you're dating someone and you're saying, you know, I expect that when I live with this person or marry this person, they'll probably keep the temperature right at a cool 69 just for me. Oh, yeah. And then you get married. That expectation should have been managed because now your expectation has been proven to have been unrealistic because she is keeping it at 75. Is that an example of an actual temperature your wife wants to keep the house at? Let's keep in mind that every house is different. Sometimes 69 in one house can feel one way and 69 in, well, and I'm talking about temperatures <laughs> <Damn> right. here, people. <laughs> okay, let's use a different number. 70 in one house can feel one way and 70 in another house can feel a different way. Would you agree with that premise? Yeah, probably. Okay. I've seen her turn it to 75 before and I have had a stern talking to at that point. You gave her the stern talking to or she, okay. Yeah. I told her if she did it again, I'm going to jump off a building. And then she took her earbud out and said, what? And you went, (laughs) oh, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Marriage.com explains unrealistic expectations as, it's easy to go into a marriage with lofty expectations like the thermostat or 69ing, expecting your spouse and the marriage to live up to your image of what they should be. These expectations can put a lot of strain on the other person, leaving you feeling let down and setting your spouse up for failure. Wrong expectation setting can become one of the reasons for divorce. So, marriage.com is basically saying, just don't have bad expectations. Just just don't have unrealistic expectations. There, problem solved. Marriage saved. Have no expectations. (laughs) The problem with this advice, too, is once you're reading it, it's already too late. (laughs) Because the expectations were set before. Step one, build a time machine. Yeah. What about, I don't know if this is in the top 10, this might be controversial. What about like physical changes? Yes, Brandon. Yeah. Weight gain. Oh, they specifically say weight gain. Specifically called weight gain is number six. It may seem odd, but weight gain is one of the leading causes of divorce. In some cases, a significant amount of weight can cause the other spouse to become less physically attracted. <laughs> I'm listening to you giggle away. Let me read that again. This is their advice, or it's on an advice blog. A significant amount of weight gain causes the other spouse to become less physically attracted. It's like how an alien would describe human interaction. Or Wikipedia, yeah. And it says, while for others, weight gain takes a toll on their self-esteem. But this can also trickle into issues with intimacy, which we covered on number eight, lack of intimacy. You don't want your issues trickling. No. <laughs> or your fucking belly fat trickling down over your pant line either, your waistline. So, weight gain is a very real concern for a lot of people, including the presidents of the United States, of which we covered the heaviest back on episode 119. Fucking smooth as silk. Hey, I, g- I gotta make a living here. This is how I do it. You know, I, I do wonder sometimes, I was watching, um, fuck, I'm embarrassed to say this, long time ago, I was probably 16 or so, I watched an episode of 
I don't even know what it's called, but it's about like a marriage counselor or a family counselor living in the home for like a week and obser- making observations and then coming out with advice. Like a reality and, show? Yeah, it was a reality show. So we got to see inside this home for a week. And this one guy who was not, as, you know, he's not the world's skinniest guy either. I mean, he's probably a little overweight, but he would uh, routinely make fun of his wife's weight and call her fat and say, move it fat ass and stuff like that. And when they interviewed him and did his talking head thing, he said, it's not what I signed up for. Unrealistic expectations, right? It's not what I signed up for when I married her. She was beautiful and skinny back then. So now I got to remind her and let her know. And I'm like, (laughs) you're on national fucking TV, dude. (laughs) Like, Even if you do this shit for real, you shouldn't do it. But at least have the wherewithal to know that I'm not going to do this on TV and make myself the biggest heel to everyone watching. Probably even worse is that he doesn't say those things in real life and the producers told him to do it and he was like oh as long as i can be on tv sure i'll call my wife a fat pig yeah could be and you know she was she was fat i'll say it but she was not like you know she wasn't jared from subway before he got skinny she's jared from subway when he went to prison for child (laughs) molestation god we are just making people sad today with this episode Hmm. Yeah. So weight gain is number six. Is there anything else related to physical characteristics? Is it like getting getting too old? No, nothing like that. Is there differences in uh, like an argument over children? They don't have that. I think that's captured in arguing and oh, right. uh, finance. So no. Hmm. Everything I can think of falls under one of these other ones. All right, let me give you hints on nine. Do you remember on the finance discussion, one of the things was talking, remember... uh, I mean, is there something more specific than trouble with finances like credit or debt or anything like that? No. Okay. Let me see if you get this. So, uh, when Emmett Burns, the SunTrust marketing guy, he mentioned money impacts everything. And there was also a note there that said... When one spouse makes considerably more than the other, it causes a power struggle, power right? Power struggle, right. Power struggle. Think power struggle. Is it if the woman is physically stronger than the man? <laughs> and she's like flexing <laughs> her biceps. And, and he's like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> Number nine is lack of equality. Oh. When one partner feels that they take on more responsibility in the marriage, oh, I think okay. that could relate to kids too. Like, like responsibilities mm-hmm. and work and stuff. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. It can lead to resentment. Resentment often snowballs to become one of the reasons for divorce here. And every couple, according to marriage.com, must negotiate through their own and unique set of challenges and find their own way of, own way of living together as two equals who enjoy a respectful, harmonious, and joyful relationship. <laughs> It's that easy. <laughs> the lack of equality. Brandon, when you are like sitting on the, sitting in your lazy boy in sweatpants, no shirt, one shoe on, drinking a beer and then belching loudly and then passing out into <laughs> okay. cold sleep with the uh-huh. newspaper on your lap. And meanwhile, your wife is cleaning the house, That's taking abs- the dogs that is, out, that packing both kids' absolutely lunches. Absolutely does not happen. That, wait, that doesn't happen? No. That's not the way shit goes down over here. <laughs> okay, so it's much more equal then. Oh, yeah. Well, then how, when are you and I going to have an equal relationship? Uh, I feel like this is perfectly equal right now. Hmm. Well, there's a reason you're the sidekick host. What more do you need from me? I don't know. Maybe a back rub when my neck's getting sore from carrying this show on my back. 
I wish you could see the face I'm making. <laughs> I wish my I nose could is all wrinkly. <laughs> is it because you're offended at my comment or because of the idea of giving me a back rub? <laughs> That's the back rub, yeah. Well, you can give me a fucking dick rub if you'd rather. If you'd rather. I'm not rubbing north or okay. south, east or west on you. <laughs> Lack of intimacy, you might say. Yeah. Okay. Well, hot shot. Too good to give me a back rub. Give me another guess. You only need two and one. You'd think this would be the easiest ones to get. Two is very easy. And I, it might be even so easy that you're discounting it. Leading causes is a horse. Yeah, that's the show. Is it something really stupid like not getting along? It's not that, but it's broad like, like that. Like being out of, not being in love. No. When you have a lack of something. Yeah. Causes 65% of divorces. Communication. Yeah, okay. Lack of communication. Number two. Communication is crucial in marriage and not being able to communicate effectively quickly leads to resentment and frustration for both impacting all aspects of a marriage. On the other hand, good communication is the foundation of a strong marriage. And when two people are sharing a life together, they must be able to talk, to talk about what they need and be able to understand and try to meet the needs of their partner. God, okay, fucking <laughs> Freud. You think that's wrong? You disagree? You think everyone should not have good communication? No, it's true. It's so like, I don't know, it just seems so common sense. Well, tell me if this is common sense, fucking Harvard University over there. Yelling at your spouse, not talking <laughs> enough throughout the day. Making nasty comments are all unhealthy methods of communication that need to be ditched in a marriage. So let's go through these. Brandon, mm -hmm. say, are these healthy or unhealthy methods of communication? One, yelling at your spouse. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're yelling about. Sometimes it feels good to yell. Sometimes the only way to get through to him, am I right, fellas? Or if they're the, all on the other <laughs> side of the house. Yeah. Close the fucking door! <laughs> yeah, or yelling at them that these fucking carrots are too fucking cold, Karen. Is that healthy or unhealthy? Unhealthy. Okay. Well, carrots are healthy. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying there. So it's kind of a mix. Mm -hmm. We'll chalk that up to healthy. Not talking enough throughout the day. I not talk to like <laughs> almost everyone on the planet every day and it's awesome. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to call that one healthy. The fewer the better. How about making nasty comments to express yourself? Some chicks like fucking nasty comments. <laughs> like Jerry telling that girl. She tells the fucking him. Fucking <laughs> panties your mother laid out for you. <laughs> Have you ever used that line, Brandon? <laughs> no. <laughs> My favorite things I've ever seen on Reddit was this Ask Reddit thread. And they were like, you know, talking about embarrassing things people have said or done during sex. And this guy is talking about how his girlfriend wanted him to talk dirty and he didn't know how to do it. And he was kind of awkward, but he was giving it his best shot. In the middle of it, she did something and he said, yeah, you like that, you fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're saying that's not good? You shouldn't say that? <laughs> he said it turned her off. I I'd fucking yeah. imagine. <laughs> Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, don't do that. It's a good way to get your dick broken off. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the last thing said by that guy before. <laughs> Who was the famous couple that the dick got cut off? What was that guy's name? It's like a bee, right? Anyway, doesn't matter. You'll get your dick chopped off. Don't do it. 
No, Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah, that was it. Bobbitt. John Bobbitt, Bobbitt and Lorena Bobbitt. Lorena Bobbitt chopped off the dick of John Bobbitt. Because he said, you like that, you fucking retard during sex. You like that, you fucking retard? I think the best advice here is just don't talk to anyone in your life ever. Yep. Keep it zipped up. You're both your dick and your lips. Well, Merit.com begins to explain to aliens studying the human species about communication. When couples stop talking to each other, they can feel isolated and lonely and stop caring about one another altogether. Practicing mindful communication to change age-old marriage mistakes can be hard, but it's well worth the effort to improve and save your relationship. So it's almost like, hey, you lazy ass reading this, just get off your ass and do this one thing. Practice mindful communication. Yeah, it's f- worth it to save your shitty marriage. Fuck you, marriage.com. Uh, fuck you, but thank you for providing the data and research for this episode. Appreciate it. You just need one more, and it's pretty vague and broad. You probably won't guess it. Do you want to try, though? No, because these all already feel very vague and broad. Number one is not being prepared for a marriage. Well, yeah. I mean... I'll explain that. Okay, yeah. 75% of couples have blamed not being prepared as being a part of the reason for their relationship ending. Divorce rates are highest among couples in their 20s. Lack of preparation is number one, and uh, almost half of divorces occur in the first 10 years of marriage, particularly between the 4th and 8th anniversary. Not being prepared. I mean, that's all I have. I take that to mean someone gets pregnant and you think the best course of action is to get married, but neither of you are prepared emotionally or financially, so you rush into it. Something like that. I think it's probably way, like, the people who answered that survey probably said that they weren't ready. And the way that it's translated is that, that they weren't prepared. Yeah, maybe. And so, yeah, it comes out the same way. But I think most people, when they, the way that they would say that is that they weren't ready to get married. Because prepared to me seems like a little bit more organized. Well, to me, I think it's financial. That's the first thing I thought of is like, let's rush into this wedding or maybe not even rushing. Maybe you're just too young and stupid to realize marriage is not the best idea right now. And you get married and you realize, oh, fuck, we don't have enough money to pay our rent. That leads to strain. But, you know, that's one of probably a hundred ways not being prepared could apply here, I think. Yeah. Too vague. Again, marriage.com. Thank you, but also a little bit fuck you. So those top 10 reasons for divorce in America. Number 10, physical and emotional abuse. Don't do that one. Number nine. I guess don't do any of those. Yeah. So nine was lack of equality. Eight is lack of intimacy. Seven, unrealistic expectations. And got news for you, sorry, but if your marriage is suffering now from unrealistic expectations, might be too late. Six is weight gain. Five is infidelity or extramarital affair. Four is trouble with finances. Three is constant arguing. Two is lack of communication, which includes yelling at your spouse and nasty comments. And number one, uh, which 75% of divorcees marked, not being prepared for a marriage. But let me uh, end this on a positive note. Marriage.com's advice for a successful marriage. Mm -hmm. There you go. Everyone get out your notepad. Here it comes. No marriage is easy. Even couples with the best intentions are sometimes unable to overcome their challenges and end up in courtrooms. That's why it's important to address issues in your relationship early on. Don't let them become one of the reasons for divorce. (laughs) Oh, 
Don't wait until they are beyond fixing. Try your very best before you decide that things are beyond your control. Your very best. <laughs> there are too many reasons for divorce and it is time to give up. That way you can have the peace of knowing you tried all the alternatives before the big step. Divorce is one of the worst things you can experience emotionally, but sometimes it's inevitable. Practice kindness. Make intimacy a priority. I'm almost done. Go on holidays and seek marriage counseling, even when things are fine, to preserve the health and longevity of your relationship. Yeah, it sounds like it was written by the marriage bot 3000. The marriage bot. It's like the bots on Reddit, right? Yeah. They just turned one of those bots loose on a marriage website. So there you go. Free advice from the Tennis Podcast. So now your, your marriages will continue to prosper for life. And when on your 50th wedding anniversary, when someone asks you, Grandma, how did you have so much success as a married couple for 50 years? You can say, it was Nick Amell on the Tennis Podcast back in 2021. Changed my marriage. She'll say uh, we kept it at 69 in every room in the house. <laughs> and you know who else keeps it 69? We had some people 69 us, uh, metaphorically speaking, on Apple Podcasts while reviewing us. How did it come to this, said, that's their username, they said, great concept for an amazingly funny and light to digest podcast. Fuck, is this fucking army hammer? It's a blast to guess along with the list and laugh out loud with the discussions. A go-to for listening while I'm cleaning the house. And if this is Army Hammer, then that house cleaning would include the fucking sex dungeon room, probably. I don't think this is Army Hammer leaving this comment. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Whoever it is, thanks for listening. Thank you, Mr. Hammer. Let's start a cult podcast on Apple Podcasts. A really good podcast, by the way, about um, cleaning supplies. Actually, cults. They say, Nick and Brandon are hilarious and have great flow. Topics they cover are amazing, sometimes informative, but always funny. 12 out of 10, I would recommend this podcast to anyone. Hell yeah, I'll take a 12 out of 10. Glowing review, and we're even sometimes informative. It's an A++. Yeah, I don't care if I'm yeah. always informative. Yep, 12 out of 10, that's good. It's as good as it gets. It's better than it gets. Uh, thank you, Let's Start a Cult Podcast. And if you want me to read your review on a future episode, then uh, stop having a lack of communication and stop having unrealistic expectations that I'll give you a shout out without your effort because you don't have enough responsibility in our relationship. Go write a review and I'll read it someday. Brandon, short and sweet, just like you like it, huh? Yeah, again, smooth as silk. Smooth as silk. So in closing, you're welcome for either saving your marriage or letting you know it's time to get out of that marriage. Keep it at 69 in your homes and elsewhere. Am I right? And in your hearts. Oh, you know what? I did want to give one more plug. This is 128, episode 128. Episode 130, which comes out two weeks from now, is Q&A. Ask me anything, you might say. If you haven't already, hit us up on social, at Tennis Pod. You can ask us a question about anything. Could be about the pod, could be about 69ing, could be about um, fucking Luxembourg having the highest divorce rate, whatever you want. And you can also email us at tennispod at gmail.com. And, uh... We'll answer your questions two weeks on episode 130. Good deal, everybody. All right. See you next week. <laughs>